Hi, welcome back to the Motorasha podcast. I've got uh, Yogesh with me once again. <clears throat> we thought we'd have a interesting and of almost a uh, bring back memories kind of conversation this time uh, with you, Yogesh. Uh, I mean, this. I mean, I was reading a few things this morning about how uh, we used to work on old bikes and how technology has changed all of that. uh today so uh welcome back and uh let me start off with my uh first question to you my first question is uh on older bikes we were used to having a choke uh and so the question to you is that what was that choke doing in the first place and what is you know what what has technology done today to replace that choke for the motorcycle today also bikes used to means uh, some use electronic some use manual mechanical and uh, chokes were used because at initial cold start engines they needed more fuel so choke used to bypass the pilot circuit and is to provide more fuel so that the engine could get in the cold uh, starting condition more fuel was delivered to start it when the bikes are cold any engine car engine bikes engine cold engine start needed a choke early times chokes were uh, what do you say means it was a part of every vehicle which was manufactured till in four wheelers it started it, it the choke became electronic in the year 1987 i think so from 1987 electronic chokes started coming so once the engine is cold it had a thermostat uh, so it used it used to have a supply from the coolant line and it used to once the engine temperature reaches its operating temperature the choke used to shut off that was one another was a mechanic electromechanical choke which used to pull the choke lever out once you start when the engine is cold it used to pull the lever out and the engine used to start in motorcycles the electronic choke system came from 1997 all the bikes which came with a electronic choke model and uh, in 1997 bikes started coming with electronic choke model very few had a electromechanical choke model but choke is that it delivers more fuel at cold start engines that is what is choke later on choke disappeared now all the uh, bikes not the commuting bikes many commuting bikes today also have choke which i have carburetors they have choke so but today's chokes and today's carburetor are way efficient than what it was that time and now the fuel injection motorcycles don't have a choke system they have a idle control system so what that idle control system does is it controls the idle when in a cold start 
it increases the idle rpm and delivers more fuel that delivery of more fuel is done via ecu so that is how yes the when the engine operating temperature comes that thing cuts off and the engine starts idling at its normal rpm whatever you have set or the factory has say, say for 1000 rpm is the idle rpm so when initially you start the bike the idle rpm goes up by say 500 700 rpm then as the temperature comes it will drop down to its uh, normal 1000 rpm range so that is how it this things work okay so is there a, is there is that the throttle position sensor also to play in this or is it just an idle stepper motor that has come into technology that replaces the choke does the tps do anything and what does the tps do is there any relevance of it here yes tps is throttle positioning sensor now for example if you uh, in the cold start condition if you open the throttle say you uh, keep the throttle open little bit <coughs> 5 mm 6 mm if you pull the throttle or say 1 2 degrees if you pull the throttle and start the bike the control unit <coughs> will calculate the standard throttle opening which is not present and so it will relevantly uh, idle the engine to your throttle Mm. kept position but it will again go to its normal setting if you leave the throttle mm. so if your bike some bikes which have some maintenance issue sometimes they will not start mm. this electronic uh, ecu controlled idle controlled system if they have some maintenance issue in them mm. they won't start cold start they will not start then you have to if you open the throttle 1 2 degrees 3 degrees if you hold it and press it will start mm. this is on a manual this ha huh, this is a, a manual override or mm. no no okay. fuel injection in a fuel injection yeah okay so this will happen only when there is some problem mm. otherwise okay. it won't happen. got it you take any engine single cylinder to multi cylinder engine if there is some problem this issue will happen okay so tps is how much throttle you are opening that is what the the reading uh, sent to that tps sends the reading to the ecu that is what tps does yeah and tps has many other parameters also but for this uh, related to choke this So the TPS doesn't play a big role. TPS doesn't play too big role. Too big role. Okay, cool. Okay, my second question. Uh, I mean, I come from a generation where even I've sat down and adjusted points on an RD three fifty ignition. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, half of the time I didn't even know what it was for. I just somebody just told me that this is what you touch mm-hmm. if you want to, you know, get the ignition timing correct. Mm-hmm. So what was that? and today what has it been replaced in modern fuel injection and mm. digital fuel injection bikes mm. yeah points <laughs> points are gone 
पॉइंट्स इज टू बी अ फैंटेस्टिक पार्ट ऑफ ए मोटरसाइकल बट इफ आई टेल यू ना इफ यू सी द डिजाइन और द साइंस और द क्राफ्टमैनशिप विच वॉज इन्वॉल्व इन गेटिंग दोज पॉइंट्स मीन्स टू एडजस्ट दोज पॉइंट्स देर वॉज ए फीलिंग the person who could adjust those points to a actual uh, zero zero level and ride the motorcycle he was like he was it was a feeling that he is the best in the world okay <laughs> that feeling that points is to give but points yeah points uh, now the points have been replaced by a hall effect sensor mm. so pick up you can say pick up points mm. so points where there are these are two things ha huh? one hall effect sensor and pick up coils are two different things mm. pick up coil is not used in fuel injection okay hall effect is used in fuel injection so hall effect sensor there are two sensor one is a cam shaft mm. positioning sensor one is a crank shaft positioning sensor so in some engines some older engines they have only crankshaft positioning sensor which so we'll talk about that only leave the camshaft sensor okay let's rewind back what did the points do first points so points were uh adjusted on a certain degree hmm. to provide the optimal spark at a given timing okay so it was like b t d c mm. so x and x degrees b t d c got it yeah so for example if we take like 10 degrees b t d c so it is b before top dead center mm. so before top dead center the spark has to yeah come so optimal combustion optimal happens. combustion no oh, got it so the fuel which is compressed mm. that has to that spark has to come at the specific given degree hmm. where it will provide the smoothest and the most efficient output got it so there you need to use something to produce that spark hmm. so it points were called as contact breaker points got it so yeah. what was contact breaker what contact it was breaking is hmm. so it was used in correlation with a cdi mm-hmm. capacitor discharge ignition got it yeah you called a cdi mm. so capacitor discharge ignition is that point was connected to the cdi mm. cdi's output was given to the ht coil high mm. tension coil mm. high tension coils output was on the spark plug mm. so See the calculation. How yeah. fast it is. When the points are closed, mm. there is no spark. Yeah. Because when the points are closed, the capacitor in the CDI is charging. Mm. When the points open, the capacitor discharges. That discharge sends the voltage mm. to the HT coil. That HT coil amplifies that 12 volts. To sixteen thousand, eighteen thousand volts, which goes to the spark plug. Hmm. The spark plug from the spark plug goes to the combustion chamber. So that is what 
the point used to do it used uh. to it was set it used to give it was uh, put there to break that contact to produce spark at a given degree mm. so there you use their points were used now points also were used uh they were gap mm. some points are very closed gap say 1 mm 1 mm it, example it is it, there were never points which was made for 1 mm but there that's an example say for some points are 1 mm some 2 3 4 so mm. that was the gap there so the wider the gap the stronger the ignition system was mm. weaker the uh, smaller the gap weaker the ignition system was mm. so that is how the points were hmm made i mean that is why the points were used so what Am it I get clear? replaced with now it was replaced in uh first it was replaced with a pickup coil hmm. pickup coil it had a striker it was hmm. similar thing it had a striker which which was inside the magnet hmm. so at a given degree that pickup coil used to uh send a false signal to the ecu uh, not the ecu the cdi then the cycle is same discharge current spark yeah so it was replaced first with a pickup coil till carburetors when fuel injection came in this didn't work mm. because it needed a precise uh timing timing mm. striking point mm. precise mm. so it was replaced with a hall effect sensor yeah. which is now they call that also a pickup sensor but you can we will call it as a crankshaft positioning sensor because points were mounted on the crankshaft mm. pickup was mounted on the crankshaft not on the crankshaft but it was crankshaft was the uh place from where it was taking the hmm. timing so hall effect was mounted outside the crankshaft above the magnet hmm. and that magnet the rotor had points on that at this given point produce the spark yeah hmm so then they started then now what has happened is it has become so precise hmm earlier there was only one striking point hmm for two cylinders there were two striking points say for you take an rd hmm and you put a rd into fuel injection hmm rd will have two striking points hmm. two pickups hmm or two camshaft sensors uh, crankshaft sensors yeah so one cylinder will give uh, get at that given degree cylinder 1 will get at that another given degree cylinder 2 will get this. so two came mm. okay. you take a single cylinder uh, rx100 it will have only one striking point mm. one sensor crankshaft yeah. sensor mm. so points are replaced with a pickup coil and then pickup coil was replaced with hall effect sensors okay nice interesting so yes I'll take you to the third thing that changed spark plugs. Mm. I think at our time spark plugs required a lot of mm. 
gap adjustment hmm. so what has changed now and does it does it require that much of adjustments today's spark plugs don't require much of ad- adjustments unless they are of a very high quality spark plugs for example platinum iridium hmm. so earlier spark plugs you used a copper electrode hmm. copper electrode and a metal ground electrode hmm. the spark used to come in between hmm. the copper electrode and the metal electrode so as the time passes that copper electrode which was producing the spark used to wear hmm. uh it used to you know dissipate hmm. so at given kilometers or given range the factories have set Uh, the interval ki add this x kilometers open the spark plug regap it because mm. the gaps will change gaps change everything changes mm. later on that came with a copper alloy metal which was a, a little better than the mm. older version then again some metal came then some addition of metals then nickel then all that thing came started coming then finally today what we have are iridium spark plugs they are top of the line mm. iridium has a very high resistance wear resistance that is one the spark produced with a iridium electrode is way better mm. means precise crisp spark is produced with a iridium so for example if you um uh, if the all the ignition parameters are correct the timing mm. the positioning and everything is correct the production the the just remove a normal spark plug mm. and put an iridium spark plug immediately you notice a difference mm. yeah so that is what is iridium and because it is a very uh, it has a very low wear resistance uh, sorry very high wear resistance it is uh, you don't Long need lasting. to regap it it yeah. last long yeah some manufacturers recommend which are uh, say for example adventure bikes they recommend don't even bother to open the spark plug mm. at every 10000 interval 5000 15 20 whatever don't even bother to open it yeah replace it at 60000 kilometers mm. so that is what is the quality of spark plugs today yeah you don't have to do anything and there are plugs which are made these plugs which you don't have to open they have a design and they have uh, materials which are self cleaning there yeah. is no deposit on oh. spark plugs yeah interesting okay so i've got my last question and i think this is the this is a very highly debatable question on air cooled engines and liquid cooled engines but the thing that i want to ask you is what is the uh, what what happens to the engine oil and what can go you know what goes wrong in an engine oil in a air cooled engine and a liquid cooled engine and what is you know what is better hmm. because we are used to i mean we've been used to riding air cooled engines before the advent of liquid cooled engines that's why mm-hmm. i'm asking you that question because you know at that time how did bikes run with an air cooled engine and what could have gone wrong at that time with 
you know, their engine oil. Mostly, I want to focus on engine oil because I think that's the most uh, damaged thing that happens over time between hot and cold. And what has changed now with liquid cool engines, and what does liquid cool engines do really uh, to the engine oil or the engine in particular? Hmm. Air cooled engines, uh, yes, definitely there was a issue with the oil. First thing is the time uh, engines were developed was an air cooled engine, hmm. and that time oil was not engineered to that level. Hmm. If you take a old uh, 30-40 years back air-cooled engine, mm. you put today's oil in it, uh, oil which is available today, the mm. quality and the uh, grades of oil which are available today. Mm. Those times oil was a monograde oil, yeah. 40 number, 20 number, mm. single number, single digit oil. So, uh, there was no chemical engineering, means it was not of that, you know, capacity or uh, quality of engineering which was going on that mm. time in the engine oils, mm. Mm. you know. So, I will give you a comparison which will clarify this more. You take a 40 year old motorcycle, air cooled. Mm. You put the latest generation of oil, for example, that recommends a 40 number oil. So, you, today you will not get a 40 number oil, mm. you will get 20W40 or 10W40. So, multi-grade. Multi-grade. Yeah, so, our basic number is 40. Mm. This number doesn't matter. Yeah. This is all cold number, that is hot number, higher, mm. 40, 50, 60, 70 mm. is a higher number. Mm. 10, Mm. Five, mm. anything on the left side yeah. is for cold, cold starting. Yeah. Those engines doesn't bother about that. They bothered about the heat. The heat. Yeah. So we will take a 20W40 basic engine oil, mineral mm. of today's. Mm. Uh, top of the line basic mineral engine oil. So we will put, we will take a water cooled engine. We will take an air-cooled engine 40 years back. Mm. Both are brand new engines. Example. Both are brand new engines. Mm. You put the same oil in both the engines. Okay. You run both the vehicles. Yeah. At, uh, you know, heat it. So, mm. what will, air-cooled initially, what will happen? The engine will start overheating. Mm. Because everything in that has a temperature limit and after that it starts overheating. If you stuck in a traffic, Mm. There is no air coming. Yeah. How will it cool? It will yeah. not cool. Mm. Then what it will start? It will start eating that oil. Okay. Because oil will start losing the chemical properties. Mm. The additives which are there in the oil to mm. sustain the detergents, the additives, the then the, um, the, the, uh, the molecule bonding of that oil which is engineered today. Mm. Earlier it was not engineered. So that will start breaking off because that oil will start is reaching its flash point mm. or mm. the point breaking point. Mm. Oil will start reaching its breaking point in the mm. air cooled engine. Yeah. And here 
in a water cooled engine the temperature is governed with a cooling system, cooling system. so yeah. it will the radiator and the, all these fans and all that it will keep the temperature to the given limit say the oil company says that when this oil will start depleting losing its character mm-hmm. is at 200 degrees yeah now this water cooled engine is not crossing 105 110 degrees 120 degrees it will not cross yeah. air cooled engine is already crossed 120 it's gone to 150 degrees mm. and that oil is started losing yeah. its chemical properties mm. so then where tear breakage yeah. everything will start happening the fluidity and the viscosity gradient and the parameters it will start losing mm-hmm. and now you are stuck for one hour this water cooled engine is and the oil capacity is optimum nothing mm-hmm. has happened but this has lost and you you get a free road to run yeah. you pull the throttle and you will start hearing noises because oil has lost its character mm. and that is a impact it has taken that hammer mm. so it has lost lost its character yeah. now you go you rush you get a gust of air the engine cools down the temperature comes to its normal operating temperature you stop you start then you stop let the, both the bikes cool down and if you think that it will be like uh, now it's okay no it has already taken the impact mm, mm. it has lost its character yeah so for example in a oil air cooled engine mm. when the oil has taken hemorrhage mm. the wear and tear has started yeah so if this oil will last for was supposed to last for according to that manufacturer of this oil mm. for 5000 kilometers it will last for only 2000 to 2500 half but yeah. this water cooled engine will last for 5000 Yeah. So I think that's where the technology has changed and now companies are able to tell you that I mean not in, in the sense of our conditions but companies still tell you 16000 and 15000 kilometers uh, that is bullshit. <laughs> Do you think so? Okay. <laughs> that is absolute bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but in the conditions I'm saying. So it depends on what kind of conditions you're riding in as well. Like if yeah. you're riding in an ideal condition where there's no yeah, traffic. Yeah, now if you are in Himachal Pradesh. Yeah, no you traffic. You are in Kashmir. Yeah. Where the temperature never goes up. Yeah. I've talked no about traffic. India and there's no traffic. There is well. no traffic. Yeah. You are in you, now these oil companies have yeah. that 15 16000 kilometers yeah. that is correct but not in India. Yeah. And so Pune city a, forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pune Mumbai if you think <laughs> okay company has said I'll change change the oil at 15 yeah. 16000 kilometers yes you can. Yeah. But you have to rebuild the engine at 1 lakh kilometers. Yes. yes. Better you change the oil at 5 7000. Yeah. put money in oil and yeah good so we'll keep that for a later stage of what what is the you know what are some of the things that you think we can that the companies tell and you think no that should not happen so we'll keep that for another conversation uh, that was actually a very interesting conversation more than interesting some knowledge for me and uh, i actually went through a few articles myself to read about these topics and i mean like i said from where to where we have come it's interesting and i think uh, it just makes our bikes run longer and yeah. more than that they behave the same as they were you know, a few years back so yeah but thanks so much for your 
knowledge. There's uh, a few things that even, like I said, there was a few things that I did and I couldn't understand myself. But uh, like, like you said, to recap, the choke, the choke got replaced by you know an idle stepper motor. Mm. Uh, the spark plugs have got replaced now. Uh, the crank position sensor has been replaced by the point system and the air cooled and the liquid cooled. So good technologies. Uh, but yeah, no, thanks so much for your knowledge, Yogesh. Always Most uh, good to pass by and you know get all this gyan from you. <laughs> thanks for listening to this podcast. I want to hear your stories, your motorcycle experiences, what you've been doing and how motorcycles have made your life better. So if you have something to say, DM us on Instagram uh, and I'll be more than happy to get you on this podcast.